Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Grano, and I'm joined by a man who's slowly putting away his ukulele before today's show. Okay, Captain Damo, how are we, sir? Blockheads, millions, round the world, etc. Yeah, yeah, yep, a little bit of island vibes to kick off the show tonight, Greeno. Always Since nice. Since you the ukulele, what Greeno's mm. referring to is uh, our our beloved Prime Minister Greeno. Um, little little impromptu concert over Zoom, I guess, and just happened to have uh, the the crew there, the film crew, mic'd up beautifully, wasn't he? Yeah, Incidentally, yeah. And, well, no, uh, this is all pre-planned. Little... This, this is the concern. Yeah. This was this was all organised in advance. This is a sixty minutes interview. This occurred. Yeah. Uh, just happened to nice have little... it there. Just sort of. Just handy. Yeah. It was the just, ukulele yeah. was strapped underneath the kitchen table like a pistol in a spy mm. movie. Greener. Yeah. Ready to go ready at a minute's notice. Yeah. But when those opinion polls get that low, time to whip out the ukulele. <laughs> That'll win them. Honest. Well, maybe maybe he's thinking after the election he'll move to Fiji, Greeno. He's trying to fit in with Dead. a run for office over there. He's oh, bringing in some tiny, some tiny Tim. He's like fucking the kids. They love the tiny Tim. We better get that Tim back out there. From your window to your hero and you tiptoe. Oh, fucking like nice, he, Gary. Nice, like Gary. He, like he lost a bet. And that's what I sent you the message say, and I'm yeah. like, surely, like someone's yeah. lost a bet for this, right? Like, hey, if you, if you, if this team wins, if the Sharkies don't win next week, yeah. you're gonna go on 60 minutes and play ukulele. He's like, oh, what happened? It's all good. And then he had to rock out with a bit of April Sun in Cuba. I, I couldn't won. even play an Australian song. That's the disappointing thing. Yeah, or some, something a bit more modern. I would like to see the the PM crank out some WAP. A bit of a bit of a bit of Adele Greeno, maybe a bit of WAP. A bit of WAP yeah. on the ukulele. I think I think the uh, WAP definitely needs the ukulele experience yeah. to truly understand the well, beauty. Well, no, no, no. Of that's what we'll call the, that's what we'll call the band, the Scott Morrison Experience, Greeno. Scott Morrison, exactly. Nice, Gary. Oh, how the fuck okay. are you? You know, I was listening to the um. Remember that old PSA that you did a couple of years ago with the COVID references? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only, ago. Yeah, that's. The, I was thinking about it just when the intro was playing. You realise that that's really the only thing on this show that's topical, and it was two years ago. Yeah, two <laughs> so years ago, still, still topical, still topical today. Otherwise, it's Denali. you know how much titties in that eighties cop shows, mate. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. usually the run of the show. That's how we roll, yeah. yeah fantastic stuff. With with the exception of one particular thing, we like to keep it topical. Hmm. Muted word of the week, yes. and it's nice. It's nice that uh, you're you're getting in on the action. You 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 got excited to tell me like great night. Got a muted word this I mean, week. So I'm intrigued. Yeah. Boogie's uh, muted word of the week. Well, you you have inspired me because, look, normally I'm not the kind of person that would bother with even muting stuff. I just, it's very, I, th- I don't think it's very difficult to just flick past things that you don't want to see. So I'm like, yeah. next, 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 next. But I was, you know, obviously taking notes during your muted word of the week segments and how successful they've been. Got some feedback mm. from Vietnam, Greeno. They love the they love the muted word of the week over in China, especially. And uh, Sweden as well, wasn't it? Sweden, Sweden yes, we were. Nice, big fans of Sweden. Yeah. So 
you know, I've been monitoring your progress and, you know, the effect that it's having on your personality and you psychologically greener, you know, you're, you're happier, you're, you're bouncing around um, just because you're eliminating these certain topics from your Twitter feed. Taking five years off my life, I reckon, or in reverse, I've added five years, but it was taken off me. Yeah. And then since muting, I've got those five years back. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, they say when you, you quit smoking, yeah, for every five years you smoked, I'm oh, sorry, for every year you smoked, you got to go five years of that one to get that year back. Right. So I'm still negative 20, I think, on that. But it's similar with the muted word. Uh, you know, you lose five, you get five back. Great. So you got five more years to complain about things on social media when you're old Correct. and you don't do anything else. Spot nice, on. Gary. Nice, Thought it through. Gary. You're going to be playing the fucking long game when it comes to these mm. trends, Greener. So I was monitoring your progress and I thought, well, you know what? I would never normally do this, but this particular thing has driven me to the edge this week. Okay. Wow. Now I'm a treat. Yeah. And it was was a couple of days ago and I said, that's it. I'm pulling the trigger on this one. I'm muting it, Greeno. Today's, uh, well, this week's Boogie's Muted Word of the Week, Greeno, Grace Tam. Nice, Gary. Grace Tam. That's that's what I had to. Grace get the mute action. Had to had to be muted, I'm afraid. Uh, for those who are unaware, she's the current uh, kind of sexual misconduct activist that's uh, got invited to speak to the press club and everyone's kind of going off their tits about her <laughs> on social media. And that it, it's not even her fault because I don't really care what she, she's doing her thing, whatever. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I don't, I'm not paying attention to what she says. So, you know, I'm not interested, Which which instantly makes me a bad person apparently though, by the way. Definitely a bad person. Yeah, because if you're not if you're not gonna you know kind of listen to somebody basically lecturing everybody, then you're you're the bad guy in that situation. Like you're the problem. You see, you're supposed to just take take what you're told and then go yes, okay, let's all fight this together. And then you go you're supposed to go out and Twitter things and hashtag things, Greeno, to show Mm. you're on the team, right? It's the uh, it's the Thunberg principle. The Thunberg effect. Yeah. Mm. So. Unfortunately for her, it's not even anything to do with her, but it's the fucking no, nothing to do. No, I had to mute her on Twitter though because it's the fucking gas bagging of everyone yes. else. The coverage as is it, fucking insane. As it is with every, and that's that's the problem. Often things that start out is like, no, this is this is all good. But like you point out, God, nothing against great guys. Hey, yeah. good for her. She's doing what she's doing. You're right. Yeah. It's it's the the uh, the feedback. It's the follow on. It's the opposition to it. It's the pro. It's us against them. It's it's just it becomes it's a torturous. Feedback loop, Greeno. Because yeah, it becomes it's talk back. Social media is talk back radio, effectively. And it's that point in the evening on uh, where. All the pissed idiots are calling in, going, I want to fucking complain about something. That's what Twitter is day in, day day out. Now, you, you get no reprieve from it because normally you can go, oh, well, I'll switch the radio station, but it doesn't stop unless you get the muted word. You've got to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Well, I apologize. I interrupted. No, no, that's fine. So it's it's not even her. It's the coverage and it's there's yeah. just constant feedback loops, Greeno. And social media you know, you were talking about social media being, you know, what the effect that it's having on us, but actually the media is now social media, right? Yeah. Because media reports on what happens on social media. They follow, (laughs) they follow accounts to figure out what the news is. And then they write about the epic, epic takedown on Twitter. Watch Grace Tame Mm. snap back at the prime. It's gossipy teenage Fucking like you know, Dolly Magazine basically is social media now. Yeah, 
And yeah. so it's the coverage surrounding. So I've got to just, I just pulled a couple of examples here, Greeno. And this, these are the kinds of things that I was reading when I decided, okay, that's it. I've had enough. I'm afraid. Got to mute it. Got to, got to <laughs> yeah. mute Grace Tame. Okay. So here's one. Uh, quote, men astound me. Yesterday in a queue at a cafe, the RV behind the counter, an RV was behind the counter, Greeno, had muted footage, muted footage of Grace Tame. So I'm not even the first one to fucking nice, mute this. Other people, that's right. People are out yeah. there in society muting televisions and radios all across yeah. the country. So I'm not a bad guy here. I'm just trying to catch up. Uh, mm. Muted footage of Grace Tame's speech while the anchors were obviously discussing it. But how do you know if it was muted? Nice, Gary. So, so she she's obviously very talented. This person because she's she looked at the presenters and you know she just knew what they were talking about. Greeno. She didn't even have to have the sound on. Okay, that's how powerful it was. So while the anchors were obviously discussing it, the guy casually said to his mate, you'd properly smash that, hey. Chauvinists and sexists and misogynists. His mate answered, no doubt, for fuck's sake. So there you go. So that was one of them. And then, but this, Greeno, this absolute, can we give this guy an award or something? Do we have some kind of fucking award that we can give away on the show? Uh, Uh, Let's let's see what it is and then we'll come up with an award for it, I think. Okay. So this was the one. This was the tweet that I read, and I'm like, okay, that's it. It's going in the mute pile. Um, from this fella, whoever he is, quote, the telly in the clinic had the hashtag Grace Tame NPC address. Oh, and I've just got to interrupt the story I like for a second. stories about pinatas. Because that's fucking hilarious, NPC. So it's the National Press Club. So you mm-hmm. had what all week, you know what NPC is like the meme, right, Greeno? Non-play- no, no. Oh, okay, so like non-playable character, like you would find in a video game, like say Grand Theft Auto or, you know, where you go up, you can't play as the character, but you interact with characters in the game. So that's oh, an okay, NPC, yeah, yeah. right? So the meme a couple of years ago was like the predictable responses in large part that people give to things on social media. Like, I think this is an outrage and they should be banned. And then it's like that person becomes an NPC because they're just spitting out programmed lines, right? Uh, Okay. So all week in response to this, people are hashtag NPC, which made me fucking laugh every single time I saw it, Greener, before I muted the shit. So here's here's the tweet. The telly in the clinic had hashtag Grace Tame NPC address on, but the sound was muted. Still incredibly powerful. Nice, <laughs> Every time the camera cut to the audience was a gut punch, even with no sound, the fury in the room. Nice, Gary. <laughs> so I'll give this guy the uh, Marcel Marceau Award. Yes, but there you go. So there's there's a, a story within a I segment. I like stories about pinatas. Because Boogie's muted word of the week has been muted by myself because I'm sick of seeing it, and people who watched it muted themselves. Muted think it the was, speech. That's right. It was so fucking yeah. powerful, even when it was muted. So there you exactly. go. Exactly. The power of mime. Uh, they're bringing it back. Ukuleles and mimes. Yeah. It's the way of the future. I'm, I'm looking forward to How it. How can a mime play the ukulele? You'd have to play an invisible one with no sound. Uh, we can do it. you just got to do a muted. Right. So it's all, you know, a bit of over. Put him in a box. Yeah. Put him in a box, perhaps. Yeah. A real work. box, though, not just. I know your tricks, Marcel. Yeah. Don't yeah. go fucking Sneaky. around. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. Uh, it's not just you that had the muted word fun, sir. Uh, uh, you I'd, mute? Like to, I'd like to get the my muted word of the week this week. Please. Greeno's muted the word of the week mm. religious freedom. <laughs> 
Nice, Gary. Needed religious now, freedom. Religious freedom. Now, for for background uh, for our American listeners, uh-huh. uh, Parliament decided to finally get its ass in gear and fucking get back to the work today. Uh-huh. They've had a nice little what. 45-week holiday before they decide, ah, oh, I better get back and, and try and pass a bill to distract from the fiasco that is uh, the current polling numbers. Mm. And uh, the PM's like, look, I've got just the thing. We're, we're, we're flat chat. We can't do the federal SEAC. Uh, we can't deal with the aged care thing. But what we can do is we can uh, pass a bill called the Religious Freedom Act where it basically gives schools – actually, you probably know better than, than I do. No. Uh, once again, I just, I just read the footnotes. So I was about gives, to give you one of these, Greeno. You- because I was about to say, this is far too much. You've brought more politics to the table tonight than you have for the whole rest of the fucking year combined. Yeah. So no yeah. wonder you muted it. I mean, look, it's it's taking over your fucking life. How long took a- did, this, yeah. did you wait till late in the week to mute this topic? Because Brilliant. you've just gone through like a phone book explanation, very detailed explanation of, I don't even fucking know what you're talking about. So yeah. you must have been getting bombarded with this fucking shit. Mate, it, it just flooded my timeline for two. <laughs> I, gave it, I gave it a day. I said, look, I'm going to give it a day. And then if it feeds into day two, okay. Parliament decided to sit till four in the morning that day to try and pass this stupid fucking bill. So you had people, let me guess, you had people on one side saying, uh, it's not religious freedom, it's religious oppression and they're bigots, and then the other side saying, fuck off, it's between me and God, it's none of your business. Is that basically it? Uh, sort of. It, uh, it was the LGB, uh, the acronym community, yeah. uh, because it basically gave the right to schools to suspend any trans people. Oh, really? If, you, if you're from a religious school. Uh, should they uh, not? But should they be prevented from being suspended? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that was the, well, that, the, that was in the act. So right. basically they could, they're, they're no longer allowed to suspend gay students, but they can suspend trans students. Well, wait, so they, they can't suspend... What? For, but what if they do something that a straight kid would do and get suspended for? Can they still get suspended for that? Uh, potentially. 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 So I before it got to the semantics. Yeah, I know, but you're the expert here, so you explain <laughs> to me. So wait, so just say, okay, a straight kid and a gay kid. and A gay kid, how can kids be gay, Greeno, when they're not sexually attracted to anyone? Nice, Gary! never heard a good answer for that but just say you got a gay kid and a straight kid and they both like throw a rock through a window at the same time the straight kid gets suspended gets sent home and the gay no, no, kid no, no, doesn't no. like he's no, no, like, no. no you can't suspend him he's gay <laughs> it's like, no 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 as in uh they, they get suspended for being gay for, who gets suspended for who's ever been suspended for I being don't, gay i don't know once again i didn't look at semantics i just fucking muted it so that one's done that one's no muted. wonder you muted uh, it fuck uh, and I didn't see the final outcome. Uh, whisper yes. is uh, the bill didn't pass anyway, so it was a big old waste of time. So, well done. Like most, uh, like most things in this area, it was just a big correct. waste of fucking time. Big nice, old Gary. waste of time. Now we, with that big, uh, big parliament sitting day, mate. Mm. Where it was, it was obviously it was a big day, big day for all the, the politicians. Like mm. I said, they haven't had to go to work for forty five weeks, so right, you know. Yeah. To make them sit around till three thirty, been zooming in, Greeno. Yeah. <laughs> to make the them sit around till three thirty in the morning, then it's you're tough. like, well, you know, surely there's going to be some some issues. Yep. And, uh, and, and this, once again, I, I try not to follow politics, but sometimes stories just are too big to not follow. I saw this MP found asleep denies soiling his pants. Nice, Gary. Good denial. An explosive claim has emerged that a mysterious uh, mystery coalition MP was found in the, his office in a pool of his own urine at 3.30 a.m. on a Thursday night. Now, this is from Samantha Maiden. She looks she looks very Karen-esque. 
Karenistic, you reckon? Yeah, right? there's a bit. There's a bit of Karen about Samantha. Now I see her name pop up a fair bit on on Twitter. Right. Once again, I probably need to mute Samantha Maiden as well. Just, uh, just get her out of there. You know what? That's a fucking great idea. I think yeah. I'll be muting her too. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm embracing this. You you have you have changed my life, Greeno. I from now on I'm going to fully embrace the muting. Amused, mate. You'll feel so much better. Yeah. You'll definitely feel so much better. Yeah. I've got nothing this week. After I muted the religious freedom, yeah. nothing but 80s films. Questions <laughs> pop up. Which film no, do you like better? Scary. Revenge of the Nerds or Porky's? Like fucking, yeah, this is what one, I want to see in the timeline. That is a tough one. When you, uh, sent this, when you sent this to me, I was like, my reaction, I think I said something to you like, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> what were we talking about at the start of the show where – Media is basically like thirteen-year-old girl fucking bitchy star diary fucking entries, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, look, like, an explosive yeah. claim has emerged that a mystery coalition MP. So this is the story, Greeno. A mm. miss. Here's the story. Apparently, a politician was uh, pissed themselves at three thirty in the morning. Nice, yeah. Gary. But that's that's all we know right now. Yeah. So you're going to have to fill in the blanks. Yeah, he denies swelling his pants now. But they spread this. Hang on. So they'll, they'll, they'll. You know, Samantha will just fucking flick. Karenistic maiden here will just fling this shit out there, and then it's like, well, hang on. How can you just say that? Like, what's your source? How can you prove this? And it's like, well, you don't know that it didn't happen, right? Yeah. So so you can just fucking say whatever you want. Nice, Gary. Say whatever you want. Now, uh, it opens the question, though, Damo, another coalition MP found with our soiled pants. Yeah. Going back to the – is this is this a leadership failure? Are people looking at uh, our Prime Minister and thinking, hey, if he can shit his pants in Engadine Mackers, surely Again. we can get – we can get away with a bit of piss dribble. <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's inspiring them, Greeno. Uh, that's my point. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, they're looking and going, well, this is this is our leader. We've got to follow his suit. Mm. We're not quite at the point where we can shit ourselves yet, but we're happy to have a quick little leak in the in the office. Yeah. Uh, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Well done. Exactly. So, scary. You know, just put it out there. Just putting it out there. Mm. Now, that may seem like the biggest story of the week, Damo. Really? This may. It may <laughs> Between, between everything that's happened, the, the, the college and MP that may have had a bit of bit of soil, a bit of dribble, right. uh, may have been the biggest story of the week. But then you sent me this. Yeah, and yesterday. this is this is right in your wheelhouse because following yeah. following the non-reporting, like the non-stories that are constantly yeah. fucking pilfered out there about the <laughs> fucking about the wag set, and in particular, Greeno, one in particular, who would that be? Uh, it was combination two. It's Nadia Bartel and Beck Judd. Now, Rebecca Beck Judd, Judd is a, usually I, the goat, isn't she? She's been a goat. Now, yeah. Nadia Bartel got started to sneak into those ranks uh, in the last few months, where she was she was caught with a bit of sniffy sniffy. Did she? So was then, she caught with sniffy sniffy? I didn't. A little bit. Yeah, she. That was uh, late last year, I think. So then she had to do. She got a bunch of articles about her because of the mm. sniffy sniffy. Oh, so, then, so this is puppies and babies. This is puppies and babies. Wolf is correct. <laughs> So, so they've gone. Oh, who's semi-popular in the wag circle? We'll get Beck Judd involved Beck Judd in. to go with Sniffy Sniffy. Now, Beck Judd uh, probably weighs in at about a svelte thirty-two kilo. So she's. I'm guessing she's a bit fond of the Sniffy Sniffy herself. Uh, <laughs> nice, Gary. They got some stuff in common. Now, ironically. Uh, yes, tell- yes, the Minister of Fun is asking in the chat, yes, indeed, we mean the, the nose beers. Nice, Gary. 
Yeah. Those beers. That, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, so Nadia Patel and Beck Jad have appeared in a breathtaking new photo shoot. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. <laughs> this is news. This apparently isn't advertising. This is news. Yeah. A breathtaking new photo shoot for their spray tan company. Mm. Mm. Yep. News. Good this newsing happening. News.com. Now, I've, I have refused to click on news.com. I've kind of muted certain websites as well. News.com are you fucking one of the very early. Oh, yeah. Ones. No, they're worth keeping in for the comedy, though, you see, because oh, it's not, so fucking bad. They're one of the ones Twitter, you keep. But I refuse to click on news.com.au. Oh, right. Fair enough, yeah. So Not going not gonna to give them the clicks. No. And, you know, this Beck Judd character, she gets like, you know, at least a dozen stories written about it every football season, and it's shit like, it's, I mean, and when I say shit, I mean shit. It's shit like Beck Judd reveals she has four strawberries with her wheat bix for breakfast. Yeah. That'll be a fucking news story. Breaking. Yeah. Back yeah. page. Yeah. Breath, yeah. Breathtaking new photo shoot. Beck Judd yeah. enjoys a coffee by the beach. You know, it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. So obviously mm. she's got some mates who are in the media and have, you know, can just push out whatever the fuck they want. And then we all yeah. pay for it, Greeno. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vicious, nice, a vicious circle. Yep. Why we pr- we promote the, the the muting wherever you can. Correct. Uh, what was next on the rundown? What have got there? Ah, oh, a bit of story time, Damon. Oh, story nice story. Time. I like stories about pinatas. You were right. I'm fucking. I'm bringing more politics to this show, and I really don't like it. Uh, yeah, sorry, but yeah. it's not good enough, Bruno. Unacceptable. Do you know why? Because. You know, I'm, I'm telling you this as a friend, Greeno. You've been sucked into the fucking campaign cycle churn, mate. You've been dragged off the speedboat and you're now in the wash of the campaign cycle. You're being fucking bombarded on radio, internet, television, doesn't matter. Everything, every statement, every fucking uh. press release, every policy announcer, it's all being geared towards you, the individual voter, you. We want your vote, Greeno. So you're just getting yeah. hammered right now. You've got to get yourself out of there. Start muting more words, Greeno. i got to start muting more words. Now, this one I had to pay attention to because it came from our uh, the New South Wales Premier, and he was like, look, uh, I had a bit of a thought. Mm. had a thought. How about we change the school hours? Yeah. I'm like, okay. what, what, are you talking, what are you talking about, Don? What do you mean? Mm. We're we doing longer? We're going to drop them off early? Like, no, no, no. Uh, the nine till three—that's that's old school. That's fucking. That was from the eighteen hundreds. Yep. How about seven a.m. to one? Oh, nice, Gary. How does that work? Nice, Gary. Now, now, my first thought as, as a parent was, "Hey, where do I sign up for these one p.m. work knockoffs?" Because what person in their fucking right mind finishes work at one o'clock? No, well, not many people finish by you know two in the afternoon to get enough time to go home and get the kids at three either. I don't, I don't imagine yeah. there'd be a big difference between one and three than there, there is currently. So. I'm also not looking forward to the uh, having a haul ass up at, you know, 5.30 in the morning, drop the kids off at seven. Doesn't, doesn't seem to make too much sense either. Uh, uh, do you have to get up at 5.30 to drop them off at seven? Is that how long it yeah, take? Yeah, mate, to get two kids ready for school, yeah. feed them, clothe them. Brush the teeth, hmm. bags packed, so lunch you, is done. So you basically drop want to, off. So you basically want to drop the kids off later and pick them up earlier. Like uh, preferably no, if we, we could drop them off at like ten in the morning and I'll be back <laughs> I'll whip around at ten forty five and pick them the back re- up again, we'll fuck off home nice, for the day. Yeah. The reverse. Oh, I want the early I'm happy with the early drop off. I can deal with the early drop off, but I want a late pickup. Hmm. I need a late pickup. I want I want like maybe an, a seven AM to five PM school yeah. day. Ten o'clock at night. <laughs> 
<laughs> just, if you can feed them dinner as well, that'd be great. Like Look, maybe, yeah, post-dinner. Can it's you, still a can you seven- just keep them there in the morning? Let them sleep on one of the, those thin fucking cold gym mats, Greeno. Just put yeah. them on one of them because I've been drinking too much. And, you know, it's now 9.30 at night. So <laughs> I'm afraid, you know, can I, you just lock them in the gymnasium for the night and I'll that, be there they gotta, probably they gotta tomorrow be back night, there. not the morning. Got to be back there in 10 hours anyway. Might as well spend the night. That's yeah, my theory. That's right. um, chuck them in a boarding so, school, Greeno. Then you never have work. to pick them up. Never pick them up. <laughs> yeah, now, just you're one, now you just Then you just pick them up like twice a year from the train yeah. station. If I remember. Uh, <laughs> if you're not so, drinking, if you're not drinking too heavily, exactly. I might have something on that day. We can't That's have right. that. So that then got me reflecting from an officer. I'm like, okay, I need to look at it from a, a different lens. Maybe mm. I need to look at it from a kid's lens. Get a, get a new perspective out? on your greener. Exactly. Try and have some empathy when it, from the, the child side of things. Sure. So I started thinking about 16, 17-year-old greener, right? Ah, okay. And I'm like, would the 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. school day have worked better for me? Mm. And in theory, in retrospect, I'm like, fuck yeah, sign me up. Because that's more hours that my house is empty for some lady fun. Because, oh, the, nice because the parents nice parents still got to work till five, right? So you, right. you used to have, you used to have a very small window. You'd get home from school about three thirty, four o'clock. That's the right. parents wouldn't get home till after five. So you only got like an hour of potential solo house full around time. You add an extra two hours of that. With a 1 p.m. knockoff, I'm like, well, 17-year-old Greeno's now signed me up. Oh, look, yeah, now that you mention it, if you have all the kids knocking off school at lunchtime, all the kids are just going to be getting fucked up every day. Not exactly. all of them, but a, a you know a large a, a chunk percentage. of the a chunk of the kids who would have only got fucked up on weekends will now be getting yeah. fucked every single fucking day. Nice, Gary. Because right. they're knocking off at lunchtime. It's like, all right, let's go hit the park and get another bottle of Jack. <laughs> let's go again. <laughs> back Why to not? back. And when you're 15, you can back up like that day after day. Oh, yeah, no there's problem. no hangovers. You're, you're all good. You're fine for the 7 a.m. start as exactly. long as you're, you're knocking off for one. You're all good. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's the school that's the story time there, sir. Nice little story. I like stories about pinatas. You going to go back to back or what? Ah, uh, now let's go to a break and then we'll come back with another story. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot. See you over there very soon. It's our special little spot, tucked away on D Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night. 
cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on delight Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Less than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Twitter.com. Yep, that's the website. Uh... I like stories about <laughs> pinatas. Before we get to the story time, uh, actually, it's a story time. Technically, it's still a story time, so we're fine. Uh, flicked on uh, the TV this morning. Well, I didn't flick on the TV. The wife was watching TV and walked out, mm. thought, uh, I wonder what she's watching. She was watching one of those crappy morning TV shows. This kind of uh, feels like a story time. I I'm like sorry. stories does, about yeah. pinatas. Uh, so uh, I was like, oh, what you watch? It was, it's important to archive things correctly, Greeno. Make sure they're filed correctly, yeah. Right. For, uh, for it's half the battle, yeah. Greeno. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I wasn't paying a huge amount of attention, and uh, just because I don't like those shows, I'm not interested. They're all crap, mm. and they never seem to have any kind of guests that are relevance, and it's all, all bullshit. Mm. So it's infomercials and bullshit. That's the general thing. That's breakfast TV. Yeah. But then I was like, hang on, well, well, who did they say their first guest was? And I'm like, wow, we are influencing the national media without really? realizing. Well, it's not hard because- to do because we just established that most of them are fucking idiots. So, you know, you just dangle something shiny in front and watch them run off. Very much so. Now, no one had, exactly. No one had fucking given uh, Anna Klumsky a fucking second thought Anna for Klumsky. the better part of 25 oh, years, right? Until, until less than, what, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, we decided to bring her on board for Unity Day. Her mm. name Chomsky, played some Bromsky. It was fucking great. She, Everyone loved it. She wasn't a shoe-in either. She kind of had to go through a qualifying process, Greeno. Mm. She wasn't one of the stars that we brought in. She came in through the audition. You know, yeah, she had, she had to definitely earn her keep because she's been out of the lexicon for a little while. We're like, look, yeah. we'll bring you in. You can handle the John Getzes. You can handle the Bernardo Cheers Chicken Babes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but welcome on in. And and so we thought, look, this is a not, like, we kind of consider it a, a charity, if you will. We're kind of like, hey, we're bringing Anna Klumsky back. Uh, uh, Greeno, make- sorry, her name, uh, we're being corrected in the chat. Anna Klumsky Chomsky Greeno, I think you'll find. No, that's not correct. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. My apologies. I've got the, uh, the hyphen. Yes. Uh, I was going by her maiden name. Yeah. Um, so, uh, lo and behold, flick on TV this morning, and I see Anna's fucking on, on the back of her Unity Glory. Yes. Is now, is now doing the <laughs> breakfast TV Australia circuit. Because she, she thought, while I'm in Australia, I've done Unity Day. It was a rip roaring success. Ooh. Nobody knew who I was. So I was yeah. able to eat hot dogs at the cafeteria in peace, relatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had a great time. But now you got to ride that wave, Greeno, because that's show business, isn't it? You don't just do right. one hit and then go away. You know, no. you've got to let it ride, baby. You've got to keep putting money mm. down, don't you? Go again. Let's keep up, keep yeah. the momentum going, Greeno. So now she's doing the breakfast television tour of Australia. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Did, 
The disappointing thing, though, I watched the whole interview. Mm. Not one mention of Unity Day from a. Oh, that's not. That's not. You. I was like, where's, where's the fucking tip of the hat, Anna? We've brought you back, yeah. and lo and behold, rescued your career, basically. Not one fucking mention of the block or Unity Day. I was we've like, well, we've John Travolta her, Greeno. We are quitting Tarantino mm. with Pulp Fiction. You know what? Let's bring that mm-hmm. fucking John Travolta guy back. We went back yeah. even further. We're like, where's but that? Where's that chick from fucking My Girl? What's she doing? Yeah. Get a hold of her. She got an agent. Bring her in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that. Sorry, that's that's a random story outside. Nice story. I like stories about pinatas. Brings us to this story time, Damo. Uh, did the doing the, the school drop off yesterday, right? Mm. And something happened to me that I haven't hasn't happened in the better part of fifteen years, there or thereabouts. And if it has happened in the last fifteen years, I haven't noticed. Okay, I got a bit of got a check out. Got a bit of a checkout. I saw because the guns were out, uh, the tan was looking good. So you were, <laughs> hang on a minute, you were in your tank top, Greeno? I was, I was sleeveless, mate. I was sleeveless. You were sleeveless. So, so what were you, what was the shirt you were wearing? Uh, the shirt was a, a cut-off hoodie. Oh, uh, so, right. So, so you no look like Rocky. Yeah, a bit of that, a bit ah, of that with okay. the, the hoodie there. Yeah. So looking good, feeling good, nice little arm tan because I haven't had much sleeves on oh, happening over the holidays. Look at our boy, hey, so, sleeves off, at, dropping off the kitties. Big kiss off, for so, daddy and like, all right, see you later. And you got a little bit of a... Got a little bit of a... I saw the, caught the chick doing a double glance. Oh, you know the, the glance where you kind of... So she was know, walking away around. from you. Is that right? No, she yeah. was sitting there waiting for her kid, and she kind of she was just kind of like floating around, looking around, hmm. looked kind of where I was standing, yep. and then kind of cut back. The <sighs> cut back. We we're like, oh, hang on, what's over there? And then look, realized I was looking at her, and she's like, oh, better stop looking. Yeah. So I was like, well, fucking, you know, a little nice little confidence booster there for Greeno. I've been checked out in fifteen years. You had a little pep in your good. step after that one, Greeno. Pep in the step. Came home fucking excited like a little kid. Fucking Fantastic. Tap, tap, Tap the wife on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, guess what happened to me? You're ready to go, like, sweetie. <laughs> just, just, just to make sure she's aware of what she's got. You know what I mean? Oh. You, know, you don't want to. <laughs> <Nice, laughs> just to let her know how lucky she is you're going to neg her a little when you get home. <laughs> good for you, mate. You're a good husband. <laughs> she doesn't. She, she knows how lucky she is because you tell her every fucking day, don't you? <laughs> With your guns out. <laughs> just moving like bags, just moving like bags of cement from one side of the yard to the other for no reason whatsoever every day. Hey, did you see me out there, honey? See that? The tank top on with the so, sleeveless hoodie <laughs> in the middle of summer with the sleeveless fucking hoodie on, dropping the kids off. <laughs> So I said, I'm like, okay, guess what happened to me today? She's like, what? Oh, my well, I got a little bit of a check out, right? The fucking, the beach ball's working. It's all happening. Some chick, some chick was eye fucking me at the crossing, <laughs> sweetie. So the, the wife's response to that, not not like, yeah, no, you, you've been put in the hard yards. You're looking good, blah, blah, blah. Her response was, look, if you're going to have an affair, can you just not do it with anyone at school? Because that might impact your kid. Nice, Gary. <laughs> Which, which in theory, the way she said it, so it was like, if, you, like, if yeah. you have a fair, don't have the kid, which sounds like it's it's giving me the go-ahead oh. for affairs outside of the school environment. Yeah, but the problem is, Greeno, you've only been checked out once in the last 15 years <laughs> and it happened years. at school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's difficult. You're going to have to, <laughs> maybe you have to try and lure that chick away from the school. Like, what's the acceptable distance, Greeno? Get yourself a trundle <laughs> wheel. 
and will mark out like say a half mile from the school in every direction. So yeah. what you'll have to do is just, you know, park the car, drop the kids off, and then walk past her with the guns out and a little pair of shorts on and just try to walk at a pace where she kind of catches on like a trawler, greener, a fishing mm. trawler, and just drag yeah. her away from the school until you're in the accepted zone. And then, and only then, can you have the effect. Nice, Gary. Fair enough. I like it. Fantastic Fixer. work. Yep. Uh, so uh, from there, I was like, well, the wife seemed, didn't seem too pleased with that. Uh, Minister of Fun in the chat says, your wife banned you from your wheelhouse, Greeno. <laughs> <laughs> very good point. Yeah. That's the only people I interact with. So I'm yeah. quite, it's a very short leash. Jesus Christ, um, Jesus Christ, woman, you knocked out my whole fucking stable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got two chats. I've got. So. Uh, I thought, look, the wife was none too pleased with my comments about, uh, you know, what a hot husband she's got. Yeah. Yeah. How she should be appreciative of, uh, you know, (laughs) the fine shape I'm in. Did she Uh, volunteer at that point, Greeno, to like start accompanying you and the children to school for the drop off, Greeno? Maybe she wants to go with you. Wow. I didn't even think of that. She legit said to me today, I said, oh, who's going to pick up the kids today? And she's like, oh, we can go together. No, and I'm like, <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, no, mate, yeah, I'll, I'll go solo. It's fine. Um, <laughs> how, about, how am I going to get eye fucked with you hanging around? <laughs> I want to appear single. Don't you understand? It's not about you. Exactly. <laughs> so, so she was not too pleased with that. So I was like, look, I'll make it up. It's time. We'll do a movie night. We'll do a movie night tonight. All right. We'll pick an. So I've gone through the Netflix and off this stand. I thought I'm going to pick a nice romantic movie. Now, the movie <laughs> called- no, it's not a story about a guy who has an affair with another parent at school, is it? <laughs> no, nah, it's not. So it's uh, it was a movie called Rules of Attraction, I think it is. Uh, Rules good. of Attraction, Laws of Attraction, something like that. Yep. It had fucking had Dawson in it. It had a bunch Dawson. of fucking and <laughs> a bunch of other fucking like random. Oh, actors that guy from, from Dawson, that guy from Varsity Blues. Yeah, that guy. That's right. Uh, so I was like, look, you know, th- this is a surefire winner. We've got rules of attraction. We've got it said, you know, romantic comedy. Romantic but it was R rated. So I found that interesting. I'm like, R rated romantic comedy. This is about to be weird, but yeah, they Dawson, might just say cunt a few times. That mm. gets you an R rating these days. How? I'm like, how bad could it be? Mm. So flick it on. I'm like, look, ah, it's all good. Nice romantic night. Put the put the the lights down, yeah. candles on. Here all we go. good. Yeah. And all looking good. Now uh, the scene opens with uh, character giving kind of like backstory about certain people. Okay. And it starts with the 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 character explaining how Jessica Beale's character mm-hmm. fucked an entire football team. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this is an interesting stuff for romantic comedy. Yep. Goes off to an exposition of a couple of other characters, nothing too kind of serious there. And then next thing you know, this girl is bringing a guy back to her room mm-hmm. and she blacks out and then wakes up to the guy she brought back filming her being raped by a random dude that she didn't bring back to her room. Wow. Was it? Oh, yeah. Huh? Romantic comedy. Nice. It was at this point I'm like, this, this is, is funny as fuck. <laughs> this is not going the way I This is the funniest fucking movie I've ever seen. And <laughs> I'm in love comedy. with the characters. This is unbelievable. So I'm in yeah, love with the characters, especially the guy with the snake tattoo on his forehead. Nah. <laughs> He's doing a great fucking job in there. So it was not a good day all in all. Uh, romantic comedy movie night. Right. There we go. Well, End of story. Nice story. I like stories about pinatas. Fantastic story. 
I got another story time. Really? I'm doing yeah, story time. No, times? you go for it, man. I like stories about pinatas. I don't really have any stories this week. That's all good. So we went out this week uh, on on holidays at the moment. So went out. So I'd have a hit of golf. I'm like, got to get out. Got to, definitely got to play a round while I'm off. Yep. Haven't played. I played golf once in three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit rusty, but I'm like, look, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to play 18. Uh, it was the day I dropped the kids off school. I'm like, I've got, you know, not, 7 a.m. to 1, according to our, our new premier. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard short- to squeeze in the back nine, you know, mm. uh, between 5.30 and 7 when you're dropping the kids off at 7, Greeno. That's not going to work, <laughs> is it? Exactly. So Because I'll, I'll get up at 5.30 for golf, but I won't do it yeah. for children. No, <laughs> fuck know. that. Fuck no, that. Golf. Yeah. Golf, got to get on. Yeah, <laughs> got to get on. The, so, you got to hit the. You got to hit the tee at a decent time, Greeno. Otherwise, you start getting held up by all of these fucking tourists out there on the, mm. on the fairways, Greeno. Fucking around, taking their time. No, get in there, get going. That's it. So uh, I was like, look, get out there, have a go. And uh, look, uh, the issue I had with this golf course last time I was down there a few weeks back was slow play, right? Yep. I hate the slow play. Yeah. It took me to play nine holes. I think I was out there three and a half hours. Oh, That's fucking good. Nah, nah, I, could, nah. I could almost play, you I could play 18 dick. in that. No, absolutely as a solo. Not. No, I'd terrible. give up. So, I'd give up like four or five holes in. I'd go, no, nah, fuck this. I'm not standing. I, if I'm standing around more than I'm actually playing golf, it's like, well, I can stand around at the pub. I don't exactly. need to do it here. I could probably even hold my golf, my putter at the bar yeah. at the guy at the pub anyway. So what's the fucking difference? Yeah. Exactly. Win win. So so got up there, realized the guy ahead of me was playing solo, and I was playing solo as well. So it worked out good. I'm like, well, this is gonna be a fast game. Hmm. He'll get moved through. I'll, I'll keep getting moved through because the group in front was a four. We're all sweet there. Good to now go. got to the got to the third hole, and we're kind of backed up a little bit. When the guy in front was like, hey, mate, like, do you want to play with me so that way you're not having to wait for me to play the hole? Karen sent me flaccid in the chat. Greeno, what did you shoot? You're being asked in the chat. Uh, I shot a 128. Mm, no, which is terrible. Yeah, but fucking you terrible. haven't played for three years. I played one game in three years <laughs> and I, I sucked when I used to play every week. So 128, yeah. it wasn't too bad. Uh, you didn't suck. You 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 and I were pretty similar. I think we'd kind of go tit for tat most times, and we were around a hundred ish, right? Oh, we were, we were always over a hundred. I think the, yeah, the, the day like, we shot between a hundred and hundred and ten ish, you know, around there. I, I reckon I I can't remember ever hitting under a hundred very often. We hit a hundred hundred once each, I think, and yeah. it was like the most exciting day. We're like, we got a fucking ninety nine. Yeah. Um. So I was happy. I was happy enough with the one twenty eight. Could have paid better. I putted like shit. I think I averaged three putts per hole, which is just terrible. Yeah. Um. So it was a bad day, but at the same time, out in the links, who cares? But he's like, oh, do you want to come through? He was like, I was like, oh, sure, mate. Yeah. If it means I don't have to wait for an extra player to play a hole, this mm. is going to save me much time, definitely. And he was like a retiree bloke, really nice fella. So general generic chit-chat to start. He's like, oh, man, like, what do you do, blah, blah, blah. How often do you play? All those kind of things. And we get through all that kind of chit-chat and the holes keep passing. And it gets to the point where we're like. It's like like fucking having a conversation with some cunt on a train, though. Like just because you happen to be standing here at the same time doesn't mean I want to talk to you. No, it was good. Yeah, he understood, he understood the rules. It, it was kind of like very brief chat, and then we fucking go play. Right. Like it, it was, okay. it was more so when we're just kind of waiting around, waiting for the next people team. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, good. So then he started talking about. I was like, oh, he was explaining he was a retiree, plays a couple of times a week. I'm like, well, what do you do with the rest of your week? And he's like, oh, like we know the punt, and I'm a massive cricket fan. I'm mm-hmm. like, fucking cricket. I'm like, now we're in my wheelhouse. This is all good. So I start busting out some Sheffield Shield. Oh, I'm yes. like, mate. You tried to talking- fucking big dick him. You're the one that brought up cricket. Let's see what he knows. 
Yeah. And, and he literally is like, mate, you're doing well to know anything about Sheffield Shield. I've got no idea. How yeah. can you follow that stuff? And I'm like, well, you just said you were a fucking cricket fan. Yeah, oh, nice, Gary. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> Wagged your finger in his face a bit. You're I the did. one who I said was... you're a cricket fan. How can you not yeah, know you about said... the local comps? He referred to himself as a massive cricket fan. Massive. I'm like, well, massive cricket fan? Mm. How do you not know the Shield? He's like, oh, because he's like, oh, apparently this guy's been doing okay in domestic. I'm like, yeah, he's been great. He's fucking three, four years, blah, blah, blah. I was rattling off Scotty Bowling stats yeah. from years gone by. Yep. He was just like, well, it's too good for me. Uh, and then he said, "Then he said, play through, mate, and turned to his mm. mates and said, can't shut this fucking bloke up. <laughs> Stop talking, stop talking to me. Yeah. Exactly. But it was nice to get, get to talk Sheffield Shield with some random stranger and kind of have the upper hand there. It was exactly. nice to talk Shield. Nice, Gary. So it's been so a I'm, big week for you. You're getting you're getting checked out at the school when you drop the kids off by chicks when you're in your you know sleeveless fucking hoodie out there looking yeah. like Rocky. And then, you know, you're... You're outdoing old men on the golf course with your cricket <laughs> knowledge. Shit. Talking shit, shit about shit. cricket. <laughs> so you're proudly kind of rooster strutting down the fairway after that one. Showed that old cunt what I'm, you know, <laughs> teach him to talk about cricket. It's been a big week. Big, big week, week for Greeno. Everything's coming up Greeno, Greeno. Ah, except for the 128 I shot. Aside yeah, from except that. for the one. Nice, Gary. Give you a quick step back in time before we go to a break. Oh, okay, we can do one of them. So like a year four talent quest. Now, I was only reminded of this uh, during the week. I have this weird, I got this playlist. I like to play whenever I'm on holidays where I've taken one song off every album I own, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the ultimate playlist because it's like there's no, no all all filler, sorry, all killer, no filler. It's all the, like, no, no, your no, little, this your little right. projects around the house, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not, we're not building a deck or anything like that. It's like, no. what are you doing? I'm going to go through my entire CD collection, (laughs) one CD at a time, and pick pick only one song song off each CD. And how long have you been going on this little archive adventure for, Grant? A couple of years. Uh, Yeah, about three years now. I think I've been listening. (laughs) 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 Nice. It's the ultimate mixtape. It is. It's hundred percent. It's the ultimate mixtape. It's unbelievable. It's so good. Uh, so you go from you know random things. I go from Slipknot to Lionel Richie. It's, it's fucking. It's it's good. Um, but a song popped up, and it was Prince Cream, uh, which was the the song cream, I picked up. Get, get, get on top. Yep. Which reminded me of our Year Four Talent Quest, where mm. me and you got up and did our bullshit little fucking comedy shtick that we've been doing for the better part of thirty odd years, yep. and. Pretending to be funny like we do now, uh, but they for some reason they tried to do the talent quest at our school in categories, right? Yep. So you'd have like all the singers would be in one heat, and then you'd have you know all the dancers or something in the second heat. Because they didn't want have- all singers to be in the final. They didn't want all dancers to be in the final because otherwise they would have been. Exactly. So they tried to mix it up. Now, for some reason, there was only like two comedy acts in the entire school. That's right. We were one of them, and there was a dude who used to headbang or pretend to be Peter Garrett because he had a shaved head as a fucking eight-year-old. That's right. So uh, all he did was imitate dance Peter Garrett. That was his Spot title. on. That, that were the two comedy Whereas acts. we were, Green and myself as 10-year-olds at the time, we were writing material. <laughs> we were like, okay, you say this and I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. We tried to put a bit of thought into it, Greeno. We did. 
Yeah. The material. But um, we also thought, well, we can't sing, we can't dance, we yeah. can't, we can't throw, we, don't, we can't. Do we don't anything. have any discernible talent. Yeah. So, so we don't have to. We don't have to win the talent show to get into the talent show, Greener. We don't have to win our heat. We just have to be better than this fucking one guy who dances like Peter Garrett. That's all we got to do because he's the only other guy. He thought he was going to get straight in, Greener. Mm, but it was we confident. fucking ruined his life, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's very confident. Um, so, but for some reason, we got pigeonholed in. They're like, "Well, there's only two comedy acts. Yeah. We can't just have a day where kids rock up during recess mm. to watch two acts." Two. So yeah. they put some dance crews That's in with right. us That's right. and said, "Look, you be part of that heat. Uh, it's fine." But tried to tip the scales against a screener. Spot on. Yeah. So these these girl, there was like a dance crew from like year two kids, right? Mm. And they've been working on their routine. And obviously they were getting they by went on their like, cuteness. You know, everyone yeah. just going, oh, they're the cutest. So we have to let them in. Bullshit. Spot on. <laughs> so they'd been working on it. They obviously went to dance classes after school. They knew their shit. They had the fucking, they had the makeup, they had the hair, they had the, the, the full outfits. outfits. Yep. They were ready to go. So they come on and start doing their dance. Now, as 10-year-olds, 9-year-olds maybe at this time, we did not understand what was going on with the music. Mm. So we were very confused when halfway through the kids' dance routine, the teacher turned off the music. We're yeah. like, what's fucking going on there? Like they just cut it and the kids were like, hey, like stop, like, Why'd you stop us? We haven't finished our dance yet. The song's still going. Hmm. And the teacher's like, oh, well done, girl, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't until I grew up a little bit older and remembered that they were dancing to Prince's Cream. So you had these seven-year-old girls nice, doing a dance routine to <laughs> Cream, get on top, oh, Cream, <laughs> don't you stop. And the teacher's at some point like, Surely we can't let this keep going. <laughs> we had to cut it halfway through with no one except for the teachers understanding what it just I happened. like stories about pinatas. Fantastic story. Step back in time story. Yeah. Huh? It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10pm Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You have to ruin my evening. Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it? No. 
Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina. But it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, Damo, if the cricket is on and no one makes a sound, did the cricket match actually happen? Because there's a T20 on at the moment and no one fucking knows about it. No one gives a fuck. Uh, yeah, you told me before the show. And, like, a couple of weeks ago I was pumped for just some cricket and I would have taken international T20 at a canter, no problem. But the problem mm-hmm. was they fucking, fucking, they COVID-fied uh, the cricket summer yet again. So they let the ashes go through. Ashes, yeah. fine, no problem. Then there was supposed to be a series of one-day games against New Zealand and they fucking nixed that. They nix so, that because they didn't want to quarantine. Right. So we've had a month of, like, no cricket, and what happens? Everyone forgets about it. You know, well, if yeah. there's no cricket happening, then, well, like like today, I would have watched this if it was a couple of weeks ago, but because it was today, I'd already forgotten about it. What yeah. about it? Doesn't matter. Fucking interested. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the Fox Sport team, because uh, it's not being on broadcast on free-to-air either, so it's only on Fox, and they've like, look, hmm. It's it's our first cricket for the better part of four weeks, yep. you know. Got to get the fans back, and what are we going to do? We're going to put together a crack commentary team. So they put <laughs> out the big gun. Yeah. They got a Mark Howard. They got they got a Mark War, mm-hmm. and they got Warney. Warney, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. No. That's okay. and they, and they, uh, they shipped over Russell Arnold. Oh uh, really? From, from Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He's all right. Okay. Now uh, the level of commentary is what you'd expect mm. so far from the twenty-five minutes I listened to. It got to a rain delay. And obviously these are very astute people. They're paying attention to every aspect of what's going on in the pitch, trying to convey the messages, keep people up to date. <laughs> and the, so uh, I think it was Mark Waugh. He said, oh, it looks like the covers are coming off <laughs> as there's footage of the heavy roller coming on. Yeah. So they're putting, they're putting the big fucking blanket on. And he's like, looks like the covers are coming off here. What fucking, what, what are you watching, Mark Waugh? <laughs> Pay attention, dickhead. Get your head out of the form guide yeah. and watch what's going on. Greeno, have you watched the Warney show, the Warney Amazon oh, Prime special? Fuck no. Okay, I got a story. I you. like stories yeah. about pinatas. So you know, like you're far more of a Warney critic than I am, and I think we both know that. Like I like Warney more than Greeno does. Greeno fucking hates him, <laughs> whereas I, I'm kind of like sympathetic to him. Like, eh, hey, it's Warney. He can do whatever he wants, as far as I'm concerned. Greatest spinner Great. who ever played. So therefore, yeah. he can just fucking. He can walk around and punch you in the face, Greeno, and you you can only stand there and say, "Please, sir, may I have another?" Yeah, great player, shit human. <laughs> so I watched I watched this um Amazon Prime special, Greeno, about yeah. Warney. I think it's called it's called Shane. 
Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's it is really, bad. It's, it's, I saw, it's really I saw bad. some of the ads, saw some of the ads uh, during the, the Ashes because yeah. Fox were, were plugging it hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is this is taking puff pieces to the next level. Oh, it looks Yeah. And it's some of the, the more douchey, baggy parts were so cringe, Greeno. I found myself <laughs> skipping forward when it was when it was a couple of moments when it was just Warney and the camera one on one and it just got yeah. so bad. I was like, oh I can't because he would he would say things like, "Look, he, he's sitting there. And he's like, "Look, you know what's my greatest power? Like, what's my fucking energy? Like, what makes <laughs> what makes me the greatest right. the greatest yeah. who's ever played? You know?" And it's like, I guess it's just because I'm a nice bloke and people think you know people know that about me. It's like <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck, I can't." <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. There's a little story for you. I was watching the the Shane show and I was like. I, about 15 minutes in, I'm like, okay. And then it got transitioned from the main screen on my computer to like the secondary yeah. screen. And I started playing yeah. Forza while, nice. while it was playing. I'm like, okay, in I'm going to have it in the background. Yeah, I can't focus. <laughs> can't focus on this. It was pretty bad. So, it's, yeah. Nice, Gary. To like, nice, Gary. Nothing like passing off uh, an inverted commas documentary where yeah. he's paid for it and he's in charge of everything. So he just gets whatever message he wants out about himself. Yeah, really. That's what basically what it was. Yeah, it was like a, an hour and a half, just a PR blitz, basically. Mm. And yeah, they yeah. did mention like the, you know, the marriage breakup and stuff, but it was like, I don't know, 15 minutes out of the whole thing. And it was kind of. I mean, you know, they took some quotes and stuff. They talked to his ex, fair enough, but it was pretty glossy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, now let's get back to being the greatest bowler of all time. Again. All time. What makes you so great, Shane? Yeah, and he um, actually he actually turned it into like because of what happened. Like he still became the hero out of it because he was like, look, I just I was able to block out all of that negativity. You know, yeah. that was. <laughs> And you know the fans were just chanting my name. The English were singing songs, and you know I was I was able to overcome all that and still yeah. go out there and, and just be, be the greatest. Best. Yeah. Nice, Gary. And it was at that point I'm like, all right, I've seen enough. That's enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll do. You were forced yeah. to focus at that point. That's right. Yeah. Ah, uh, let's give a nice Gary to to yeah. Red Bull, uh, nice specifically racing. Christian. Gary. Yeah, a bit of F1. Uh, Christian Horner apparently won an auction. <laughs> to tour the Mercedes garage. Genius. This is genius. So they would put out this charity thing going, hey, you know, everyone bid and highest bidder gets to come through the garage. Christian Horner won the bid. Well done. That is fucking genius. That's that's next level trolling. Uh, I hope they, <laughs> it really I, is. It really is. That is fucking unbelievable. I, I hope they, they make – I'd, I'd let Christian in hmm. but set up a whole bunch of dummy shit. Yeah, like, I was thinking know. like let him in and then have a fake car there that's like mm. all all wrongly designed and you know it yeah. looks like a piece of shit and have him walk yeah. away going, Oh, we got this. We got him this. We got year. this. We're, we're covered. Yeah. Exactly. There's, uh, a, there's a reply was, yeah. to this tweet and someone said Soviet scientists were once given a tour of the Rolls Royce Aero engine manufacturing facility and wore shoes with very soft soles so they could pick up metal swarf and analyze the alloy later, Greeno. Mm. So do you reckon Christian might be in there doing a little bit of, uh, you know, not just taking the tour maybe perhaps, you know, technology these days. Taking more than the tour, yes. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I'd be all for it if it means, you know, Lewis Hamilton isn't so dominant. True. Yeah, Yeah. but then that means Verstappen's dominant. I don't want that either. No, we don't want that, do we? No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's that. Fantastic. What's next? What have we got? Ah, oh, this is, we talked about Samantha Maiden earlier, mm. who seems to pop up with a lot of opinion pieces. And 
Opinion writers, uh, for the better part, obviously don't have any particular talent. Uh, they try to you know, <laughs> dip, their, dip their nose in, but they really fucking don't know anything. They just have an opinion on it. Okay. Like you can be, you can be a journalist because you know you you delve deep and you you try and uh, really uncover the truth and get to get to the, the story <laughs> behind anymore, the story. Not no, in days. theory, yeah. in theory, I'm talking about what a journalist should be doing. Yeah. Uh, in, and the, in the pure got, in the pure definition of the word, then of what a journalist maybe. is correct yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. But no. that's what it used to be. Now, uh, now it's just opinion writers. So it's like, what's going to get the most clicks? And Rita Panani, Panani. And he, there we go. Uh, she's she's an opinion writer who does a lot of yeah bullshit political stuff, a lot of hot takes, mm. a, lot of, a lot of clickbait. Right? She decided to to, to dabble a little bit in sport today, yeah. uh, this week, yeah. where she, she saw the opportunity. She's like, "Well, hang on, people seem to be on this uh this Justin." Well, Lander it is fellow. it is the football off season, Greeno, because I don't know if you're aware or not, but she will from time to time lob into the football. Season. Ah, did she well. talk any uh, Beck Judd though? Uh, no, but she probably says how the WAG culture is all bullshit. That's probably one mm. of hers. You know, she's yeah. a bit more like, she's a bit more of the ones that says, I'll stop complaining that everyone's racist and just get on and yeah. play the game. You know, yeah. more like that kind of a tone. Okay. But she does lob into football every now and then. So when obviously it's off season, you're getting paid per article, you've got to write about mm. something. Yeah. So she saw that Justin Langer was trending and she's like, oh, well, a lot of these former players seem to be a bit upset about this Justin Langer fellow. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect opportunity to complain about the Australian captain. Yeah. Let's jump on here. What, what, can we, what can we pick on him about? Oh, here's one. Woke Australian cricket captain Pat Cummins endorses climate change over coach Justin Langer. Nice, Gary. So wait, does, does that mean Patrick wants climate change to be coaching the team? Perhaps. Greta Thunberg, new Australian mm. cricket coach. I like it. All right, boys, first thing we're going to do is stop training so hard because when you breathe out more carbon dioxide, you're killing the planet. Killing the planet. We need uh, shallow breaths. Shallow Uh, breaths. That's right, yeah. Exactly. So Patty was doing some promotional thing for some climate thing during the week, and she took that as like, Ah uh, well, yeah, I'm sure we can make a bullshit article out of this one. Yeah. He he wouldn't he wouldn't stick up for Justin, but he's willing to stick up for the planet. Now that's a very short bow to to kind of rest the story. No, in. I think Justin Langer is more important than the planet, Greta. Than the planet, exactly. Yeah. I'm um, I'm happy for the planet to die, and I'll orbit around Justin instead. Yeah, what do you think? I like it. Okay. Ask his former teammates; they love him. Now uh, let's move on from that because the good the good thing out of all this, the circus. I was I almost muted Justin Langer this week. Did almost, okay. it was almost my muted word of the week. But religious freedom took over. Can so, you can you give me the quick rundown on how that all went down and you know, um, like how so, how, no, how like what because yeah. it just happened like overnight basically that the coach no, of the all. Australian team was out of there. No, not at all. So basically, what happened is uh, Justin Langer he he lost this job six to eight months ago. Really? Uh, yeah, it's like no one like. He was just too intense, too like just you do it my way. This is the way we do uh, it. Sort so of thing. after they fired him, he relaxed, and that's when the team started winning. Well, no, they didn't fire him. They basically knew that because he's con- he hasn't actually been fired because his contract was up. Right. So they just haven't so, renewed him. So this was the end of his contract, regardless, right? Yeah. So six to eight months ago, they basically said, "Look, Justin's done, but we're not going to sack him because he came in came in a difficult circumstance let's let let's let him see out the rest of his contract yep. uh and you know we'll deal with it then so at that point the players said you're fucking too intense like we're over Justin we don't want him here but like 
he needs to change his approach if he wants us to get the, be- the most out of us. So for the last two series, he's they said, look, we need more collaborative approach. We need more relaxed. We can't like we don't be, we're adults. You don't fucking we don't even be yelled at. That's not going to make us play better. Yeah. Here's what we'd like to do: more collaborative, right? Okay. So he, we just need you know little bits and pieces. So we they. They've, he's done that the last couple of things, and lo and behold, we've had some success. Admittedly, we played a shit England team, and we flew to T20 World Cup. Victory. And to be but- fair to Justin, when he came in, um, you know, to be, I reckon this is, I, I think this is legitimate. When he came in, they needed fucking ass they kicking. Did. They needed discipline, 100%. like because it was a fucking shambles. With the captain yeah. had just been fucking suspended for fucking cheating, right? Yeah. Two or three other players had to go with him. They're out for a year. Our, our new captain is the guy who's got his own fucking off-field incidents taking place and, like, mm-hmm. he hadn't played any decent cricket in 10 fucking years yeah. and he gets handed the coaching gig. It's like, all right, do your best. Well, he probably yeah. needed to go in there and go, fucking enough of this shit, you know, put a few blokes yeah. up against the locker yeah, greeno. Yeah, definitely. Give him a few I, cat I, itches. 100% agree with that. Yeah, exactly. 100% agree, agree with all that. Uh, but I guess the team's evolved, evolved to a point where it's like, well, this is like – it, it, it changed the culture, but at the same time, how bad did we play during that first two-year period? Yeah. Admittedly, missing our two best players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hard, hard to gauge that. And, but then we lost – when the, we got those players back, we lost at home last year to India yes. with those players back, and that was kind of like the true test. And it was against test. their third-rate team, basically. Third-rate team, exactly. And that was kind of a true test. And it was after that that he lost the job. Right. Uh, I was just seeing out the contract. So yeah. – when, when they got to the renewal, they're like, "Look, we want a more. We don't want a more full-on, hands-on coach." Oh, they no. We're six- gonna, they're going to give us another Mickey Arthur now, Greeno. I don't think so. I think they gave they they offered Langer a six-month contract extension. That's an insult. And he's like, "Yeah, that is definitely an insult." Uh, and he's obviously said, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it." Then he inverted commas resigned, but his contract was up, so technically he didn't resign. Right. Uh, he just didn't. Do you reckon he'll end up coaching England? Because there's a lot of talk of that. Mm. He might just go straight over and coach England. Or do you reckon Justin Langer, the old Australian player, will be like, I can't. I can't do that. I can't can't help that. I think he's so pissed off at Cricket Australia. He wants to beat him. The reaction from the the former players and stuff is a situation where I can see him go, fuck them, I'm going to go over and coach England and win the Ashes for them. Speaking um, about reactions about former players, Greeno, we got one of these. It's go. been such a long fucking time. It's time for another Mitchell Johnson Award, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's so good I'll to hear it again. Back. I'll be back. He'll be back. I'm back. I'll be back. He'll be back. It's nice to have it back, isn't it? The Mitchell Johnson Award making a return. Test legend Mitchell Johnson reveals disdain for Pat Cummins, Greeno. Aussie cricket cult figure Mitchell Johnson has turned on his former teammate uh, Pat Cummins in an extraordinary public attack. Uh, Johnson on Sunday turned to his former teammate in an extraordinary public attack, penned in a newspaper column. Johnson on Saturday took to social media to slam those involved in undermining former coach Justin Langer before the former opening batter's decision to resign on Saturday. The 51-year-old was reportedly insulted by an extremely short-term contract extension, blah, blah, blah. Where's the quote? Show me the quote. Let's get to the fucking quote. Uh, Here we go. Pat Cummins has been lauded as some type of cricketing saint since his elevation to the top job this summer. Cummins might have delivered with the ball during the Ashes series, but he has failed his first big test as captain pretty miserably, Greeno. There you go. Nice, Gary. Mitchell Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 
Now, here's, here's the thing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give Paddy a nice Gary because okay. he came nice out the next Gary. day. And he, he could have he done what a lot of people do, just kind of like, okay, well, let's just let this media cycle go. Mm. Uh, we'll move on. Paddy's people like, nah, people will it. forget about it in three or four days and then we can yeah. just get yep. Exactly. We'll play the T20 and people will be distracted and we're all good. But he's like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to come out there. And he put together a statement and he kind of explained, going, well, Cricket Australia asked our fee- asked for our feedback on the coach. We gave our honest feedback, which is where we're appreciative of because it's nice to know that we have a voice in kind of the direction of this particular team. Sure. Uh, our, our feedback is we, we probably feel as adults and where we are in our cricketing careers, we want a more collaborative approach. To Justin's credit, he took that feedback on board about a year ago and it's really – the last couple of like tours have been great, yep. um, and you know we we don't pick the ongoing coach. We just feel like we need a more collaborative approach moving forward. And then this was the fucking like nice Gary from uh, for Patty. He's like to all the former players who have come out in the media over the last couple of weeks, standing up for your mate. Well, I feel like I'm standing up for my mates now too, by by kind of defending the the choices and, and kind of ah, stuff they made. Right. So he's like. You're, you're, you're obviously all the fucking former players coming out are biased. They're all mates with Justin Lee. Of course. So, and, and fair enough, they want to stick up with their mate. Paddy just fucking caught him out on it, going, okay, you, instead of coming, once again, no one came to Paddy. He's like, hey, Paddy, they came out in the media, shot their mouth off, going fucking. Pat Cummins was not the captain 10 months ago when they decided to let Justin Langer go. He wasn't even playing, Tim, was he? <laughs> yeah. Tim Payne was the captain back then when they basically made the decision, yeah. Justin's done. Um, Captain so, Dick Pick, Bruno. So, so <laughs> Cummins has been exactly Captain Dick Pick. <laughs> so, Cummins has been the four guy here. We're like, oh, it's fucking Paddy. Paddy has been the captain for like six weeks because of Captain Dick Pick. Yeah, like, and Johnson raises a good point where he talks about like Cummins has been lauded as some kind of uh, hero, but it's like Johnson, are you already an embittered ex-player? Like, are you already doing that routine? Because it was the mm. fucking Ashes. He got named captain what weeks before? The first yeah. game, right? It, it was in, you know, the team's in fucking shambles. It's in tatters. The captain's walked out. Mm. Um, and, you know, of course, the cricket machine, the PR machine, it was on Fox this year for the first time, the Ashes. So, yeah. uh, obviously, you know, a lot of money behind them. <laughs> they had to mm-hmm. make they had to make a hero out of somebody. Yeah. They had to make a positive. Of course it happened. That's the magic of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Because he did. He he, after that one Ashes series, he is now like forever etched in Australian cricket folklore, rightly or wrongly. percent. Oh, yeah, exactly. And Boland um, as well, and you know, yeah. so many stories. So fucking suck a dick, Mitch. I'm sorry. Nice, yeah. Gary. Well, his thing, his thing. And look, let, let's take Mitch's advice on on board. He, he said, "Look, you shouldn't be bad mouthing your coach. You shouldn't be bad mouthing your captain. Like, yeah. you know, you meant to, you meant to be sticking up for your team, right?" Mm. Here's, here's a quote from 2016. Okay. Mitchell, Mitchell Johnson has described the team culture in the Australian dressing room under Captain Michael Clark and Coach Mickey Arthur as toxic. toxic. Nice, I remember. Gary. Yeah. I remember. Toxic. Despite enjoying the form of his life under Clark, Johnson maintains Australia's team culture eroded under the right-hander with cracks emerging after his retirement. Yeah. Ricky Ponting in late 2012. So uh, he seems to have he, – he had an issue with the previous coach, but apparently Paddy's not allowed because uh, JL's his mate. Yeah, got to stick up for your mates, Greeno. Gutless, gutless, apparently. Gutless, gutless, Pat Cummins. Pretty savage from Mitch, isn't it, to be fair? Oh, it is. It's ridiculous. hell, mate. (laughs) Relax. We just won the Ashes. I I remember hearing Merv Hughes once when he was a selector. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he was being interviewed on radio, like late night sports radio uh, back in the day. You remember there was like a late night sports show on radio every night, like till like 10 o'clock at night. I can't remember which yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was getting interviewed on that. And, you know, the, the hosts of the show were talking about, you know, the selection issues and how uh, they're upset. Everyone's upset that because certain players aren't getting picked. And Merv is like, you know what? Australian cricket fans are only happy when they're fucking upset. Yeah, because he's like, look, we've won all these games. We've won this. We've won this. We've won this. Nobody cares. Like, mm-hmm. if because Australian Australian cricket fans, we expect to win every game. Like that's our, yeah. you know, that's the bar. That's right. So if we win a game, it's like, oh well, ho hum, we won again. Who's next? You know. But mm-hmm. if we lose, then it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on down there? This yeah. is fucking bullshit. So <laughs> he, he was right. Yeah, he he was one hundred percent right, Merv. He's like Australian cricket fans aren't happy unless they're fucking losing, because yeah. then they got something to fucking whinge about. If we win, exactly. nobody cares. <laughs> so, there you go. Nice Gary. Little nice Gary. Uh, I'm going to give a, a, a nice Gary. Actually, I don't know if it's a nice Gary. This, I'm going to give a no run. No to, run. To, <laughs> I love to. Yeah, I, think, I was thinking about getting a button, but I prefer to go no run. No run. Yeah, it's, it's been good. I was watching. I was legit watching a bit of Sheffield Shield today. Queensland versus New South Wales. Manus. Yeah. And I was filthy because, like, Marnus was only in the field. I didn't get to see him bat. I'm uh, like, ah, oh, if only I knew, I could have watched a bit of Marnus. No, run! What, what, uh, what was the shield on? KO, was it? Woo! Okay. Sure was. Who was commentating yeah. that? Oh, just some randos. Oh, okay. Fuck, I didn't, know the, sh- I didn't know the shield was on KO. I wonder if it's, yeah. is it on Fox as well? Yeah, it is, man. Is that? Yeah, know. they've got it on the Cricket Channel. Fuck, I'll be watching The Shield tomorrow then. <laughs> yeah, 506. Um, nice, Gary. Yeah, I, I, nice I was just fucking Gary. Nice, Gary. I was like, i got nothing to do this afternoon. What am I going to do? And I'm like, I don't know to watch a bit of Sheffield Shield. Uh, there can't like, be long left in the comp, is there? Well, One. they just restarted it because they um they weren't allowed to go interstate. So New South Wales had only played Victoria for like three games. Right. So they're trying to finish the season by being able to play wherever you can play at the moment. Okay. Um, so we've got a couple more yeah. rounds left though. Yeah, we've still got three more rounds, I think, oh, something nice. like that. Okay. So that'd be good. Okay. But yeah, uh, a tight, tight finish between New South Wales and Queensland today. Mm. Went down uh, a two wicket victory to, to New South Wales, only chasing 138, I think it was. Uh, Those yeah, low were, run chases. <laughs> well, yeah, there that. were six for 80 odd, and it looked tight. And then there was a bad, like, there was a, a run out. That there's no obviously no DRS and shield. No there was run. A run there was a run out uh, with two, that would have been the ninth wicket with like ten runs to go. Oh. It was given not out, and it was actually out on replay. Oh um, no! So the Blues, Blues who were missing everyone, and Queensland pretty much had a full strength squad. That uh, can't we so get any of the Aussie Blues. boys back yet? Like the Ooh. the fucking Ashes has been over for three weeks or four weeks. No, they're now. playing. They're playing T Twenty, mate. Uh, yeah, but oh, really? So it's the same yeah. squad, is it? The Ashes squad? Because uh, Lyon close. should be back. He's not a T20 Oh, player. sorry. No, Lyon should be playing, yeah. I don't know why. Why wasn't the GOAT playing? Yeah, he, he probably should have been back. But, yeah, Stark, Hazelwood, uh, Cummins, obviously playing the T20s. Yep. And we've got no batsmen, do we? Oh, mm. Smitty. We've got Smitty. That's it. Yeah, Smith's it. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, oh, and I, Warner. No, Warner's, Warner's part of the T20 squad as well. Uh, Kawaja. No, Quash plays Queensland. He's Queensland now, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember uh, this, like, so few New South Welshmen uh, mm. being, like, in the batting ranks, I mean. <laughs> well, like that, so few, we just listed five. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, no, I mean, but rarely are we all the bowlers. Like, that's yeah. not really happened before. So this summer we started with a whole New South Wales bowling lineup and yeah, two batsmen. Usually it's like we have one or two quicks. You know, it's mm. Glenn McGrath. 
And yeah. um, we usually have three or four batsmen in the ranks, but not anymore. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah the, the batting's kind of slipped away a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Curtis Patterson didn't play, by the way. He must be injured. Um, Finch Nugget play? Finch plays in Victoria. Yeah, did he play in the T20s? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he opened. Yeah, right. I don't know how. His, his form's been terrible. Yeah, right. Because he had such a good World Cup, you've got to, you know, reward him. No, he had a terrible World Cup. Didn't he? I thought yeah, he played, no, didn't he? Oh, okay. Fuck. I think he had one good knock. That one. Was it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember everyone sucking his dick about, you know, this. Yeah, you might be right. Might have been one good knock. He scored 100, didn't he? Yeah, I think he might have scored yeah, 100. And then for the rest of it, he averaged like two. He was terrible. Ah, uh, right. Um, he's, he's been out of form in the T20 for about three years now, but yeah, he's right. the captain of the T20 squad, so they keep picking him. Uh. Um, I was going to mention, sorry, uh, to nine. Nine cricket, like trying to find a way to, to drum up thing. They're like, oh, who can we go to to talk about the Pat Cummins and Justin Langer thing? And they were, oh, they went to their old faithful, Chapelli. Mm. And Chapelli fucking like knows the grindstone. He, he knows his stuff. He, he knows what he needs to talk about, Chapelli. And he's like, look, uh, they don't need to worry about a new coach. They need new selectors. I'm like, well, fucking what? Yeah, well, fucking let's back up a minute here. Who would you put in? <laughs> that would, no, but like, Chapelli, we just, we just had the best selection Ashes series I've ever seen in my life. We picked yes. Bowlers. He took a billion wickets. We picked Head. He, he scored. He was the player of the series. Yeah. We picked Kawaja. Scored he scored two back, tons. To back, back to back tons. <laughs> You're like, right. It's the greatest selection series that's ever happened from I've, selectors. I've ever seen. But because uh, Chapelli, bitter because his brother got sacked. Uh, and he's like, uh, he's right. like, fuck George Bailey. I don't care if he goes 4 0. Should have done 5 0. Should have been better. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's like, don't worry. I don't need to worry about a coach. I need about new selectors. And it was like, what the fuck's Chapelli on about? Yeah, like, we need to change he... the selection process so we can go back to losing more often. Please, mm. that'd be a great idea. Exactly. Uh, I found that kind of amusing. It's Scott Boland. That's the story of the fucking uh, summer, <gasps> isn't it? Mate, that was that was unbelievable. I like, just hope he keeps taking wickets. I hope he keeps, you know, I, I, I just hope he, he stays in the team for two or three years because he, he, he stinks a lot of the new Ryan Harris to me. He's got a lot of Harry oh, about him. Mate, you know Ryan Harris, DC was one of my favorite players. Ever and we love, have- we love a fucking, we love a veteran, just hardworking, not super fast, but just bustling bowler who just fucking yeah. kind of does the grunt work. We love those in the Aussie team. Harris did it well for three or four years before his knees yeah. finally fucking blew out, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just love these old kind of grunty grunt work veterans in the team. We had Bickle, he was that role for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? We always love having him around. Stuart Clark, when he came in, although he was yeah. more of a kind of classy, kind of silky bowler, wasn't he? Yeah, Stuart but you Clark. know, but he, it was, he was that line and length, put in the right areas, yeah. and would give you plenty. Yeah. Um, well, he's been picked for because they announced the the squad for the tour to Pakistan. Yeah, uh, Boland was picked. Um, obviously, yeah, you got the main three bowlers, and no real surprise selections, I don't think. Oh, they took they're taking over Josh Inglis. Back out, wicketkeeper. Yeah. And Ashton Agar got a recall. Did actually. He really? Oh, nice. Come, nice. Come squad. He's a veteran now. Twenty, only twenty-eight. How young was he when he scored that ninety-nine? He was in England. He was a teenager. He was eighteen. Yeah, or 19. that's right. On yeah, debut. so he's only. Yeah. I saw him interviewed in the T Twenty at the the rain delay, and he's very well spoken actually, Ashton mm. Agar. I was like, oh. Talking a lot of sense here. I'm I'm confused. I've just been listening to Warren and Mark Wall for 25 minutes. He's just um, fall, he just fall he's just fallen into that trap like so many young Aussie cricketers do, where he's just now he's just considered a um you know a short form specialist. So he's a yeah, T20 he, he bowler, great it. T20 bowler. You know, yeah, he's he's fine in the short form. Like, but I think they they like him as that left arm option. Yeah. Um, over there in the subcontinent, if they want to 
because they've got Swepson as well as the legging, so that gives them a few different spin options if they go in with a, a spinner. Yeah. Um, they really, just, they really want to get rid of Lyon. I think. I think they're ready to oh. move him on, and they're just looking for the opportunity. They keep sticking these fucking young spinners on tours, Greeno, and they're like, mm. that, that's them saying, look, couple. Of, if you have a couple of bad games, Nath, you've been a great servant, but you're 34 I, turning 35, it might be time to fucking hand the reins over, which I, I would I be against so. I, because I yeah. reckon spinners get better, they get older. Definitely. Lyon played really well in the Ashes, all, all things considered. And, look, I, I think... Stats like, don't show go, how good he was at different times. Yeah. And it was getting over the, the hump of that 400. That's what fucked yeah, up. Yeah, and then... Then it kind of yeah, then it kind of relax and he played well. But they, every time they go to the subcontinent, though, they always take three spinners. So this is it's nothing nothing new. Sure, they always yeah, go, I know. But there's just I mean more so like the talk constantly. Like they're always putting these other young spinners behind him and saying, okay, yeah. you know, like that's the the conversation that's happening around Nathan Lyon. It has been for like two years. So yeah, I think they're just looking for a chance to move him on. It'd be interesting to see who they go with paceman wise uh, in the subcontinent. Obviously, because Hazelwood's back. Uh, and fit. So you've got on that tour, yeah, you've got Hazelwood, uh, Stark, Cummins, obviously, Nisa got picked as well, yeah. and Boland. So, so Starkey's yeah. the only one that's kind of very quickish on the very, very quickish side. Pat Cummins as well, but he's not as quick as Stark. And then the rest of them are kind of like 135 and below. Yeah, I know Josh, Josh Bowles is fast as Starkey. No, no, no way. Stark's more like your one forty-five ish, and Josh is more like your one thirty-eight. And then yeah, Paddy's yeah, in between the two. Yeah, yeah, and Starkey's more like one forty-five, and no, Paddy's not, not more so like one forty-two. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Paddy's down to like one thirty-five lately. Nah, he was still up around one forty in the last test. I remember reading it. Like I remember watching the fucking speed gun. I watched every delivery of that last Ashes series, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so like. No, yeah, no, Josh isn't as fast as Mitch, no way. And Paddy's Josh, faster Josh than is, Josh, right? No, Josh is sneaky fast, man, I swear to you. Because yeah. I was surprised as well. I'm like, when did Josh Hazelwood end up bowling this fast? Because I just assumed he was a, like, McGrath line and length guy. Yeah, but he bowls like, line and length at 138. Yeah, like, that's what I mean, high 130s, whereas um, yeah. Mitch is more like your 145s, you know, so. I think that's Mitch's more. peak. I don't think he's consistently 145. No, he peaks like, at like 147. I mean, this has got to be a fucking yeah. boring conversation. Nice. No, it's fucking we're, we're an hour and a half here. No one's listening. But yeah, in the chat, Agar was 20 when he made his debut for Australia in the Ashes. There you go. And score update, uh, Finch got out for eight tonight. Australia got 149, Pakistan and one for three, but that was a few minutes ago. So. Sri Lanka, you mean? Sri Lanka, is it? Sri Lanka? Yeah. Yeah, Sri Lanka. Yeah, Sri Lanka's one for three. He wrote, he wrote Pakistan. I guess they all look the same to Brad, don't they? No, racist. racist. Yeah. Fucking racist, mate. Uh, I got nothing else. That's a rundown. That's it. We're done. Fun. We're out of here. All right. Yep. I'm doing a show tomorrow, 6 p.m. East Coast time, 10 a.m. Australian time. Episode 420, Greeno. 420? The Daily Boogie Podcast. Yeah. There you go. There you go. 420 of that little show. So there you go. So, um, <laughs> that little show, there's 420 episodes, man. It's a fucking little show. Yeah, it's a little show. Little <laughs> yeah. show we've been doing for a little while, you know, <laughs> not to any great success, but that doesn't matter. We'll have fucking fun anyway. So, I'll point. see you then. Uh, for you, Greeno, I'll see you next week. You shall. Bye. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll 
always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? 